0: You're listening to Conversations with a Yogi on Anchor FM. This is the first episode of what I'm calling the context episode. I just wanted to make sense, give a little backstory, say who I am, why I am, why I do what I do, and not simply why I'm here on the planet, but why I'm here in your ear on this podcast on a pathway through your mind and hopefully with a final destination in your heart. Our conversation will compel forward evolution for all of us, fostering inner growth and connection, and I want to be clear that no topic is too taboo. Just inbox, go to the website, write your comments. If it's part of the human experience, then it's part of our conversation and the show. This is not a show about religion or dogma. I'm not here to argue about sutras, aphorisms, or, or passages. Uh, what it is, is a a show about a relationship with your inner self, yourself, the self. And it's about mastery of the mind and body and a realization of unity of being both supernatural and natural. Let's start with why I'm here, why I do what I do. I feel like I have a direct connection with our maker, with God, uh, with the divine, whatever your ethnicity or culture would have you call it. I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a medium or a healer per se. I'm simply a humble boy from a small city and an even smaller neighborhood. Um, But it's been my experience in life since being a little boy that I am compelled for whatever reason to be a vessel for this presence, this this awareness, this energy, for lack of a better meaning or word that we call God. Uh, This energy gets me up in the morning. It fuels my life. It told me where I would go to college. Uh, It told me when my brother would pass. Uh, It told me who my wife would be, uh, this energy, this essence. Uh, So I'm just dedicated and disciplined, even when it doesn't make sense to do what this inner knowing, this um, this inner voice tells me to do. So I don't always do it on time. (laughs) I'm about a year and a half, maybe a year and three months late uh, when it comes to doing this podcast. But I had this inkling, this knowing Uh, when I was told to do a podcast, so that's why I'm here, to represent uh, a yogic lifestyle, uh, one of fluidity and awareness that ultimately leads to knowledge, supreme knowledge of self. Who am I now? Let me give you a little information on who I am or some of the things I've been through. Um, I've had several roles in my life. I've been a student. Uh, Right now, I'm a husband, a son, I'm a big brother, a mentor, a dad. A leader, a host, a creator, a role model, a lover, an enemy, a cultural activist, a writer, etc., etc. That is to say, I am that I am. Uh, what I am is truly dedicated to each moment. I give my all to the moment, and it's all I ever can be. So the list could literally go on forever. What I'd like you to know about me is that I'm a student of life. Um, I'm a servant to humankind. I've been featured on local and national platforms such as NBC Digital. People Magazine, as well as ABC's Good Morning America, Uh, and I've also been featured in several magazine publications, The Root, uh, Black Enterprise, Uh, but perhaps I am most um, um, happy about uh, when I consider my my grandfather and my great-grandfather being a descendant of slavery is that I got a volunteer service award from the White House a few years ago under President Barack Obama. So I'm just um, I just try to serve with my life and give the energy there. How I got here to radio is that I come from a background of radio and TV. I had a 22 year career in film video production and a three year um, public radio career. Uh, And I finally got the gumption and the time to settle down and do the podcast. Uh, So that's why I'm here. Um, now, mostly what I do now is I want to inspire and I consult and I lead through service. I've been told, uh, but I'm a little reluctant to accept that I'm a healer. I'll let you be the the judge of that as we work through our issues together or just things that you want to talk about. Um, but I know that we all have the power to heal. And in doing so, uh, by default, uh, we have the, the power to heal others. So In healing ourselves, we can heal others, and I know that's what I did. I healed myself of a, um, I guess, I wouldn't say deadly, but a few years ago, doctors didn't know why my heart would stop beating. Uh, I was 30 years old at the time, uh, and they suggested I get a pacemaker in the heart. Uh, I declined that at that moment. I did not want to uh, get open-heart surgery, and uh, I dedicated my life after a very long prayer I dedicated my life to to God, and I surrendered in that moment. And He woke me up the next day, and so I I, I changed from that moment. I went to my dad and asked for help because he's always been a lifelong yogi. Uh, he's been practicing since I could remember. Uh, he handed me a book, and he said, "Here you go." And I started from there. So yoga changed my life. It's one of the reasons I advocate for it. Um, I don't think that it's a panacea, and that everyone should do it it just happened to save my life. And so I'm here to give testimony to that and hope that, um, that energizes and, and motivates others. Um, I, I shouldn't say others cause we all share consciousness, but just hopefully it'll motivate anyone listening who has been on the fence or thinking about doing something to change their life. This is an option too. Uh, lastly, uh, I want to just give out, um, sort of some final notes. Um, Pretty active on Instagram, so if you want to direct message me there, I'm at Bell. Uh and always uh, you can go on there real time when I do these podcasts, and you can ask some questions there. Uh, if you don't catch us going live, uh, feel free to inbox. Um, also at Chengabel on Twitter, please follow up for more information on my personal mission and to inquire about having me as a keynote speaker. Also to purchase any of the books that I've written, I've written two books and a curriculum. So that's all available on www.changabell.com. And you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Updates. I'll be doing a joint online meditation with Trebeton later this month. So please go to the website and find out that exact date. Uh, Also, I'll be doing another joint meditation with Conscious Adventurous and Aspen Shakti. That's a yoga studio uh, both in Aspen, Colorado, those companies. Uh, Really great people that own those companies, uh, really great communities. So hopefully you can join us online for that joint venture. Um, I do also teach yoga teacher training. I have a cohort in session right now. Uh, Recent health events around the world had delayed that for a moment, but it's the second weekend of every month and we'll be shifting back to an online uh, schedule. So if you'd like to join, you can join up for teacher training at www.bmyi.org. Backslash apply, you'll find free mini courses that I have available for a uh, deeper yoga contextual things um, and knowledge-based things at the Universal Training Institute. www.universal-training-institute.teachable.com. Let's talk about the feature for today. Uh, for thousands of years, yogis have been delivering a critical message, and that is one of preventative health self-care for the mind-body. Uh, it's been the key to human life. Without our immunity, our ability to stand tall in the face of chaos, uh, our race will perish. Our human humanness will perish. So 3,000 years ago, there was another great pandemic, and the system of yoga came about to stabilize health and preserve health, human evolution for the culture. Uh, and today, we find ourselves in this same challenge, and um, yoga is just a Great way to to boost your immunity and to be able to um, withstand troubling times. So I want to give five beneficial reasons to do yoga during this uh, global pandemic. Uh, the first thing is the immune system. Uh, yoga is an anaerobic body system, and it improves your overall health. So asana practice—that's what we know as the poses and the postures—that tones your body. Muscle likes to be hugged to the bone. So uh, yoga asana posture not only does it add flexibility but it gives strength you think of it like pulling taffy so muscle has resiliency so when you stretch it and you get these micro tears each time it rebuilds itself it's stronger but yoga asana does it through building small muscles it's just small muscles that support your large muscles so this is why it ends up toning you so well and in doing so it cleanses the blood uh, it affects the the lymph and the endocrine the endocrine systems uh, just depending on what postures you do. That's one of the reasons. Standing on your head, saying salam shishasana, the supported headstand, it's going to affect your pineal gland, your pituitary gland. It's going to oxygenate uh, your blood in your brain because the the blood is going to pull there. There's all these reasons, but. Yoga poses have to be done uh, correctly, and they should be done daily. So that's why we want to offer this support online to guide you. Uh, Second thing, number two, would be respiratory benefits. Pranayama, as it is known, these are breathing techniques. Uh, They rid the body of impurities, specifically since uh, this recent pandemic, uh, this, this viral infection affects the lungs and the respiratory system. A breathing practice is a great way to increase oxygen in the body and subsequently the brain. So uh, yogis use Kriyas. We have um, uh, Voloma 1, 2, and 3, uh, these Kumbhaka, these breath exercises, that part of it is so it slows the transfer rate so that your body has more time to pull oxygen from the lungs and get it in the bloodstream and more time to slowly release toxins from the blood into your lungs so you can exhale out. The other reason we do uh, Pranayama practice is to strengthen the diaphragm. Yogis like to say the most important muscle in your body is the diaphragm. Because without the diaphragm, your brain ceases to think because it can't be alive and your heart ceases to beat. So they like to say the most important muscle is the diaphragm, so why not tone it? Kriyas, uh, such as um, the Breath of Fire, um, just a lot of toning diaphragm, toning exercises will help you do that. Uh, the third thing, mental health by now, it's pretty common knowledge that, uh, meditation and mindfulness help the mind. Although the mind is often associated with the brain, you know, modern day science has yet to be able to locate the mind, like actually see where it is in the brain. Um, so one thing is certain though, is that mind is indeed a function of brain. So with that in mind, meditation can be difficult at first because we don't know where, how to to so-called affect the mind. With that in mind, meditation can be difficult at first. It's hard to train the body to sit still long enough and even more challenging to cultivate an ability to slow thoughts down so that the mind eventually becomes empty. Uh, Either way, meditation helps you maintain focus, clarity, and all the key functions associated with what we know as sanity, and that leads to a better quality of life. So we want to do that as a third thing um, through your practice, you're going to gain better mental health. The fourth thing is weight loss. Uh, It's been scientifically documented that decreased fat and increased muscle tone helps stabilize this biomass that we call the human body. Uh, Diabetes and heart disease, are very heavily correlated with uh, excess weight and nutrient deficient diet. So Ayurveda is part of yoga and uses specific foods for specific diets to optimize one's individual health. Therefore, you get the food and nutrients uh, customized, for lack of a better word, for your body type. It's not a generalized diet like we have in America where we often uh, use the standard American diet, otherwise known as SAD, to, uh, to address issues of the body. And the fifth thing is accessibility. Uh, this is probably the thing I love most about yoga, uh, is that it doesn't need to be done in a gym or a large studio with uh, burning incense and lots of light. It can be done right in your home, uh, your hallway, uh, an area in the kitchen, uh, bedroom, the garage, wherever you have enough room to raise your hands. Uh, up to the ceiling and it doesn't touch and wherever you have enough room to spread your hands, your arms out to the side as long as you're not going to bump into anything on the side. Um, And since recent mandates have us staying at home globally, not just here in America, you can make use of this time to create a new healthy habit. It takes 10 days to break short-term habits and 28 days or a full lunar cycle to break long-term habits. I'm here to help and provide support And learning and just guidance for a practice that will first protect and then preserve your life. So lastly, uh, before I say goodbye and um, break out on this initial podcast, I want to give you a few design tips for your at-home practice. First, you want to have a dedicated space. Humans are energy. Our energy radiates outward from within us. So your space needs to be able to support your energy by being able to preserve filter, and reflect aspects of you, both your inner and outer expression. Next is airflow. Your practice space should have good airflow and lighting. If the air is musty, damp, or too dry, stagnant, or unclean, yoga could negatively affect your health. So if the space you have is in a basement space, for example, invest in an affordable air purifier and keep the air clean, usually a decent air filter system will run $75 and up. If you uh, have the ability to crack windows, again, you can crack those windows. Just make sure it's not too much moisture or too much dryness coming in from the air. After that, you want to consider air quality. Uh, The space in which you practice must be free from dust and mold. Environment is next. Uh, You can practice indoor or outdoor, but it should be tall enough, again, that you can raise your arms and wide enough that you can spread them without touching the walls. Privacy is going to be ideal in that environment. Ideally, you want a space where there'll be no interruptions to your practice. So this, you know, whether it's a 15, a 60 or a 90 minute practice, you just don't want kids, pets, spouses or co-workers busting through to speak with you. Finally, with that environment, you want to have it tech free. Unless you're playing music for your practice from a smartphone or using the computer to, to watch a yoga tutorial or perhaps a streaming class, you just don't want to have technology in the space. Uh, It radiates low levels of radiation, and it's just the light is always going to be a distraction to your eye. You'll find yourself focusing on that bright light outside of you instead of the bright light inside of you. So you want this practice to be dedicated to you, for you, by you, and that's it. It's all about you here. That's it for today. I wanted to keep it brief. Uh, I want to end by asking you to write down one thing that you recall from today's discussion that stuck with you or resonated with you perhaps it was something new uh, but write it down for you in your own if you don't have a journal write it on the post-it note even if it's a single sentence write it in an email and send it to yourself conversations with a yogi that way or hashtag it on your phone so that you'll be able to recall uh, these moments that we share together I'd like to ask you to go to www.changabell.com. Please send me any kind of information, feedback, what you'd like to hear. I love you guys. See you next time on Conversations with the Yogi. Peace and blessings. You're listening to Conversations with the Yogi on Anchor FM. Remember, we are listener supported, so please stop by www.anchorfm/changabell and donate there on the sponsorship board. We appreciate all of our listeners. Have a great day. Namaste.